Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Welcome to my podcast today. I'm going to talk about food in two different ways. I'm going to talk about creepy dolls. I'm going to talk about bugs. So stay with me. None of it may be what you think. Let's talk about Trader Joe's first. My perception of people that shop at Trader Joe's and Aldi um, there's this weird, I think, snobbishness about about all of that. In doing homework on Trader Joe's, actually, I didn't do homework. I ran across a story. Then I did homework. The real owner of Trader Joe's was named Joe. His name was Joe Colum- Columbi, if I'm saying that correctly. He was in California, in the Los Angeles area. As a, he was a struggling convenience store owner. And in 1967, he decided to, to open a grocery store. If you're failing, why not open a bigger store, right? But he wanted to, to tap into what he saw as a growing number of potential customers. And he saw them as well-educated, well-traveled consumers, um, that mainstream supermarkets were not really serving. He said he wanted to take them beyond the ordinary, like Velveeta, ordinary beer, and Folgers coffee. And that's exactly what he did. The first store was very, was very different. There was only one for a long, long time, actually. It, it took many, many years for him. It, he sold Trader Joe's about 10 or 11 years later. But he kept it really small. Only in Southern California did he branch out at all, and that was very limited. But what he did, he brought in a wide variety of cheeses and imported beer, and he brought in expensive French wine and then repriced it low. Uh, and that's what they still do. Um, there were, you know, name brands, but pricing it low. Now it was a very long time, very long time before Two Buck Chuck came in. I won't bore you. There's, if you want to know more, he did a memoir uh, about himself. If, if you're actually that interested, uh, Trader Joe, the original guy that owned it, did. But he had to work within the confines of California laws governing alcohol regarding pricing. He found a loophole around that, so it allowed him to make these these different calls. Now the first store was very different than now. It had a very nautical theme. They wore Hawaiian shirts, um, but he liked. Uh, the name Trader Joe's because it reminded him of another uh, restaurant in California, Trader Vic's, and he thought that was fun. As time went on, <clears throat> excuse me, as the product began to change, in the beginning he had household cleaners a lot more, like he had socks and things like that, and all of that began to change. And um, he did what he did, he sold um, to the Aldi family in Germany. Current Aldi stores in this country are owned by Aldi's brother, the family of Aldi's brother, Theo, um, the, 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 like Theo Aldi, that, that family, still that same people. But so Trader Joe and Aldi are totally intertwined. And if you go to Aldi, which we do, and Trader, Trader Joe's too, you find these amazing things. And it's a German family, and so they would come over after they bought Trader Joe's. They didn't try to run it, but they at all. They kept very hands off. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they came over from Germany about once a year, kept an eye on things, 
Trader Joe now has over 500 stores. So it has been a successful model. And if you go there, we were just at Aldi today, and we'll probably go to Trader Joe's later this week. I don't really like the um, kind of snobbish upturned nose that people will give about Aldi because the first time I went there, I kind of felt that way. It's like, oh, I'm not sure about Aldi. I, I, I really wasn't sure. And so Gary and I went together and we liked it very much and we still do. The problem with Aldi and Trader Joe's is you may fall in love with the product and never find it again once they sell out. That's the beauty of it too. And even at Aldi, you find amazing cheeses at a great price. A very good friend of ours who is a master chef, chef has owned restaurants in Europe, made his fortune. Um, one, one time told me never, never buy X cheese. And I'm not going to name stores, but he said at this store, go to this store. Um, because just because you think it may not suit you, you'd be surprised what you can save. So, um, I, I really have kept that in mind. So when I go to Aldi, when we go to Aldi, I love finding the new things and the new cheeses. And like I said, it's a very small store and people go there for different reasons. I know why I go there. I don't go there for, for, I go there for cheese a lot and hors d'oeuvres and they have a, a few little, um, they have, the, they have a really great salsa that I love. So anyway, if you want to know more, there are books by the original owner of Trader Joe's. If you shop at Trader Joe's, you will appreciate what I'm saying and, and understand how perhaps you know people who shop at one and not the other or vice versa. Uh, if you haven't shopped at either of them, get out there. Go. Um, step into Ollie. It's different than going to your mainstream grocery store that and and by the way you really can save money you truly can so open go ahead and open up your mind if you haven't shopped at either of those if you have then you may not like them and that's your prerogative but um, i find them very fascinating and it's very fun to look for new things that may be a lot cheaper now let's talk about bug zappers <laughs> while we're talking about things there's a, a bug, bug zapper called Fusebug, F-U-Z-E, bug. It's supposed to be like this, this incredible world-changing bug zapper. Now, I read about it, and it made me want to do homework, and I did. And what I found out, there's a lot of conflicting uh, information about this Fusebug. And even in their own descriptions on different sites, they are... Um, they give different descriptions of how it works. Bottom line here is you can get the same thing half price if you do your homework from, from Fusebag. Why I bring it up is we live in Florida and we when we sit outside, people wanna know if we're bothered with bugs. No, we're not. Not where our condo, when we're at our condo. We aren't at all. When we sit out on our out in our outdoor areas, but still, it, those kind of things are, are good to have as backup. Sometimes when we go to the beach, especially in Melbourne, Melbourne Beach, which is north of here by about an hour, uh, in August, the, the beach 
and you're walking, there's no breeze, and you realize you're being eaten alive on the bottom part of your legs <laughs> from what are called no seams, and you really cannot see them. But this this is supposed to help with those too. So if that is true, that would be really nice. You could sit it between you. This is a small apparatus. It's not the giant, huge bug zapper that you hang from the ceiling, and it you know, shines light all around everywhere. It's, it is not that, um, this is very, it's a very compact kind of, kind of thing. Um, you're not even safe when you go to Cracker Barrel. Did you see this story over the weekend with a semi truck? Don't know why, careened off an interstate, down the embankment, crashed into a bunch of cars on the way down, went into the Cracker Barrel parking lot, and careened into more, <laughs> more cars. Last I heard, no injuries and no fatalities. And it also did not go all the way into Cracker Barrel. So you're not even safe in a restaurant anymore from a, from a semi. Not only is it dangerous, when we drive on I-95, which is affectionately in Florida, South Florida, called Die 95 because it's so dangerous. You're not even safe sitting off-road in a Cracker Barrel. But I am glad that that didn't happen. You know how I am about List. Saw List um, over the weekend about the 12 worst cities. Now, here we go. <laughs> you know, who made up the list and why? Keep that in mind. This is not my opinion. This is just what I read. And, and I, this was from a few sources. Um, 12 worst cities for various reasons, mainly like crime. That was kind of the top thing. It, almost consistently through all of them were it, crime was mentioned. So these are, and this is in no particular order. I did not list these in any order. Modesto, California, Cleveland, Ohio, New Haven, Connecticut, New Orleans, New Orleans, oh my. Birmingham, Alabama, Oakland, California, Detroit, Michigan, and Reno, Nevada. So people, if you go to those cities, be careful. Take your bug zapper. You could zap somebody, right? Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed your Mother's Day weekend. It was a beautiful weekend here in South Florida. Please visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com as well as our YouTube channel by the same name, Gary, G-E-R-R-Y, writes for all things cruise. You can find him by doing a search there. These these um, podcasts are available. Excuse me, I got distracted. They are not only available at North Palm Beach Life, but they are also always available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and many other platforms. Don't forget my books. Pamela Barker. That's how you find them. If you can't find them, let me know. I'll help you on Amazon. Thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for being at GG in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Stay with me.